Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing Sumbrum, which is a game set in a dark, bleak, and mysterious fantasy world. This game may include topics or events that some listeners may find uncomfortable or triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... So here we are again. We're going to play some Simbrum. Simbrum. I will mispronounce this game's name wrong at least once, and I do apologize for that. But yes... We're going to play a, a, a dark fantasy RPG. It's actually medieval-themed. And before we get going, would everyone please go around and introduce their characters? Um, I'll p- be playing uh, Roa, a changeling um, of the uh, somewhat magic-using variety. What, what do they call their classes again? And you're a witch, aren't you? No, I was the... Uh, oh, oh, sorcerer, self-taught. yeah. Uh, self-taught, or right? Free, yeah, so, free mystic yep. or whatever. Yeah, I'm the free mystic. I'm a self-taught, um, tragic, tragic childhood because, of course, I'm a changeling, and nothing can go good for changelings. And I love tragic characters; they're just horribly broken in many ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, typical. As far as like looks go, uh, it is very obvious that they are a changeling. With their very dark, like, almost, not, I would almost call it like a charcoal colored skin and the horns protruding and the large ears. There's no hiding the fact that they are changing. They stand very tall at uh, 6'3", towering over most men. And is very fond of the uh, the spear they wield. No, I think we touched on this during our game zero, the whole like weirdness that in, in Sumbarum, elves are really alien. They're not just kind of pale skinned, pointy eared people. They are genuinely kind of creepy looking. They're kind of almost like tree people and like a more earthy they come with like a some more earthy tones. It was like bug eyes to them. They're very distinctly elves. There's no like way you could file down your ears or put something on your head and pass at yeah, the human exactly. like, and changelings are the same way. They are unmistakably a changeling kind of thing. And that's yep. not helped by the fact that changelings and Sumbarum come from elves stealing a human baby and swapping it with a changeling baby because that's just the kind of game we're playing. Alright, so that's Roa. Yeah. I'm not doing that right. Yep, Roa. And um and despite the fact that they're changeling, her mother didn't actually, like, abandon her. Uh, but this just led to the tragic death of her mother. 
So she wants to hunt down her father and kill him. Mm. For throwing them both out. Makes sense. Who's next? I'll introduce Gorin. Gorin Boltboot is a human rogue. Uh, Barbarian or Ambrian? Ambrian. Um, So kind of one of those treasure hunters, one of those rapscallion enterprises of the Ambrians. Boltboot comes from, uh, so he's kind of got a reputation as a sharpshooter with a crossbow. Um, so the bolt boot, you know, kind of like an ace of the sleeve type nickname. Got a bolt in his boot. Can't trust him. Uh, but uh, several years ago, was on a expedition in Davakar. Had, had his foot crushed in a skirmish with a rival gang. Uh, and so that got replaced by a peg. So kind of a double meaning to bolt boot. That's kind of where I was going with that. Double entendre. Uh, walks around with a peg leg, so definitely as a rogue, not as quick as he once was, not as stealthy, um, but can uh, still shoot with the crossbow, and, you know, he's middle-aged, he's been around the block, he's he's, he's sharp-witted and uh, knows a lot about lore of the realm and, and can identify uh, artifacts found out in Davikar, all that good stuff, so... Um, what does my character want? Um, most recent expedition went into business with a, a bosom friend and colleague named Connell. Um, took out a loan for some wagons to go deep into Davikar and permits. And uh, something mysterious happened at a rumored temple that they were, they were um, looking to pillage and, uh, um, Goran pretty much returned home empty-handed, couldn't pay back his loans, and is incarcerated as a result. So yeah, well, that's we'll get, where we find we'll him. That, yeah, we'll get into that whole incarceration thing in a little bit. We're just kind of getting through characters for now, but yes. Cool. So that is Goran. So your character's old enough that he actually probably was around for the whole migration that happened in the world of Sumbrum, right? Like, right. yeah, the, the world we're playing in is, what makes it fascinating to me is the fact that it's 20 years after the current setting has been established, basically. Like, you're playing in mm-hmm. a early, not quite colonial, more kind of like a refugee-type setting where, yeah, people are desperate and bad decisions get made out of desperation all the goddamn time. But yeah, so, so young man is, is all that was happening, probably. Yeah, no, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, is Roa old enough that she was born kind of post the move to the Promised Land, or was she a kid when they were doing the whole traversal thing? Um, she was young enough that she was a baby, basically, when her family arrived. Sure. Um, hence, you know, she may have got swapped out once they got here. Mm. Um, but, like, we're talking, like, you know, infant uh, on the trip here. So she doesn't remember the trip here at all. Yeah, a perfect baby swapping time, though, in theory. Yeah, that's, yeah, fascinating. Who's next? So that'll be me. Um, so I'm going to play Stout the Ogre. Like most ogres, he sort of came wandering out of a forest one day without any memory of how he grew to be so big and tall. Um, but he was found by a local brewer who sort of took him in, taught him how to be a civilized person, as civilized as ogres can be. Um, had him just sort of playing the bouncer, moving heavy barrels of liquids around. Generally a simple but happy life. 
they were on their way, the Brewer and Stout were on their way to another town just to sell some wares, and unfortunately were attacked by a um, Blightborn wolf, which ended up killing Stout's sort of pseudo-father. Um, Stout did survive, the old man didn't. Stout went back to their brewery, was very angry at this whole situation. Um, he had a... Oh yeah, he found his pseudo-father's uh, favorite bottle of spirits, took it down to the local priest of Prios to get it blessed and poured it on his lucky warhammer. And has since been on sort of this quest to find the wolf that killed his uh, adoptive father. Mm. And that's kind of where he netted out. Pretty simple backstory, a little bit of a revenge kind of thing going on, but that's about it. Nice. Revenge is good. Sorry, what was that? Said the revenge is good. Given to the dark side. Yeah. Well, and last but not least, uh, you have to pronounce. You have to help me pronouncing this one. It's um, Skuzmer. 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 Skustmer. Skustmer. Tell me about Skustmer. Skustmer is a human barbarian. I guess all the barbarians are human. So he's of the barbarian clans, which in this the barbarians are more of a uh, like a heritage or race than they are um, a class, and uh, specifically of the Yedessa clan, uh, which are the Yeeds. So he's a Yeed. He is younger, we'll say you know, mid twenties, um, and is somewhat of a woodsman, somewhat you know mysterious i guess and uh comfortable with shadows let's just say sure carries a bow has very light colored hair almost white very pale skin and let's say uh dark eyes and then has some strange ornaments sort of um Pagan almost, uh, little carvings of bone and things like that, earrings and whatnot about him. Uh, wears mostly dark, again, with the whole slipping in and out of the shadows. Carries a longbow. He is indentured on this farm, and none of you know why. He won't say. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he does have, he, he, has, he has learned witchcraft from his grandmother. Uh, the barbarians have many witch women, not a lot of witch men, but. Um, he has learned witchcraft from her, and um, uh, let's leave it at that. The he's been exiled from his clan. His the 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 Yedessa are one of the only, or might be the only non nomadic clan. They actually have settlements and stuff like that, so they actually have a place that they can banish him from, so to speak. So whether or not it's like a full on banishment or just they kind of kicked him out of town, debatable. Sure. All right, so our story begins on a farm known as the Iron Hill Farm. Uh, it's morning. All of our player characters, amongst a bunch of other people, are kind of milling about inside of a bunkhouse of sorts. It's very early in the morning. The sun's starting to come up over the rise. There's this uh, farmhand there kind of waking everyone up to get about the day. They are they have the morning meal for you. It's this very thick, almost gravy-like soup with some vegetables and some meat floating in. It's more fortifying than good, though. You get a bowl, you kind of find a spot to sit. Weirdly enough, you all are kind of in this 
it's not quite a barn. It's not, it's not, it's not full lodge. It's like you're definitely kind of in a not quite livestock type situation, but definitely not ideal living for a person. And you were all guests of the Iron Hill Farm because you have done something wrong that got you arrested and thrown in prison. And due to unbeknownst to you exactly how this relationship works, and maybe it doesn't even actually officially exist, but here you are on this farm. The farm is owned by um, Valkal Motorov and his wife Mia. They're they're not the worst owners. Um, there has been some kind of mispractice of this little arrangement by Velako. It's you're in theory there for a set amount of time. You're basically working off your sentence. You were all at least found to be semi nonviolent offenders, and you were either redeemed to be too much of a hassle to keep in a normal traditional prison setting, or were viewed as to be more useful out in this area. It's quite possible Stat was just sent here because he's too big to keep a normal prison even, and his size was deemed, hey, you'd be useful on a farm, hypothetically. So, And the mismanagement of this that's kind of you've become aware of is the fact that there's no a t- a time frame attached to any of these times on the farm. And what was maybe supposed to be a season or two often expands into several years based on rumor. You're all relatively recent arrivals. Maybe you've been here a month or two tops kind of thing. And while Velako is fine, he feeds you, the places you have to sleep are fine. You're not like, again, you're not like, you're not forced labor, you're indentured labor, for lack of a better phrase. Not a big distinction, but still kind of terrible in its own way. In theory, you can work your way off here and then you get to leave. To keep you on the farm, you've all been branded. So the first day you were here, you received a brand on your right wrist that, at least you've been told, every guard in Ambria is aware exists, and if they see that on your wrist, they could, well, you'll be arrested again, kind of sent back to prison with the crime of trying to escape. The deal is you have a brand on your wrist, and when you're, when your contract's up, they will rebrand you, kind of changing the design to something different that signifies you worked off your sentence. You'll forever be stuck as a criminal because this mark will be on you, but hey, your sense is up. Yeah, so the farm itself is a bit complicated. It's about three-quarters of the way done, give or take, so... When the farm was actually found, it was supposed to be a farm. The grounds are good for good for that. They're good. They're rich. They're fertile. And they're also full of rocks, and that's where this whole weird agreement comes into it. So the t- what you're doing here is less farming and more almost excavating fields to then be used for farming. And as part of this, Velaco has realized that the majority of the rocks you're actually digging up are fairly valuable ore. There's iron, there's a variety of other kind of precious metals he can then sell, and he's slowly converting his farm into kind of a farm-mine hybrid of sorts. And as a result, the hours are longer, the labor is more grueling, and again, you're literally pulling large rocks out of the dirt and moving them for plow reasons. It's not great. And this morning, Velaco has kind of come to the bunkhouse you're all in with a bit of a strange situation, and that's where we're going to pick this up. Well, guests, we're going to have a visitor tomorrow, a uh, strange-sounding fellow, a, a, a Mr. Geitz, or Geitz, I'm not sure if you pronounce his name. Uh, he, we received a message today. He is, uh, he is coming to buy out some of your contracts. Now, uh, most of you don't qualify for this. You're too valuable around the farm, but our, our newer batches, our, our less settled guests here... Uh, 
I, I've offered your names up. I, I would love it now if if any of you are interested in this. He's um, he, he says the simple job or a, a simple thing they're up to. Uh, you'll be given your kind of freedom afterwards. The contract, you know, your your time with us will be done. No coming back here to the farm. You just have to go into the forest to get something. It's not even that far. You're not going that far off any of the roads. It'll be dangerous, obviously, as, as everyone knows Davakar is, but if I'm being honest, it might be the fastest way for some of you to get out of here. Do, do I have any volunteers? Um, variety of people kind of murmur about this. Stout, how you feeling about this? Me? Um. Yes, you, Stout. Chance to go into forest? Sounds good to me. Yes, Stout. You also wouldn't have to be on the farm anymore. You could go anywhere you el- we could go anywhere else you want ever again kind of thing. You wouldn't have to be here. Well, I don't know where else I'd go, but that sounds like a good option. Yes, Stout. You can, you can go anywhere. You don't have to stay here anymore. So do we have to come back here to get our tattoos rebranded? My understanding is no. His note mentions that he has some type of way of getting you signed out, for lack of a better phrase, or your brand fixed once this is done. He didn't say where you're going or what you're doing, just that you're going to Gavakar. Weirdly enough, he's willing to trust you with weapons and equipment, so he's not sending you in there blind, for better or worse. He's he's like referencing this letter as he's talking through all this. Um... Anyone have any experience with Davakar that might like to put to use? Oi, I, I lived do. on the edge of the woods for a long time. I'll go. All right, so that's Roha and Stout. I'm looking for a few more people. Um, obviously, you're you're on the farm. We need you here. Uh, the land needs tilling and clearing and all that stuff. But um, you can count Gorin. Any, anyone else interested? Hi, Gorin. Ah, yes, the peg-legged one who... Yes, you, you should definitely go on this. Um, I, I, I didn't mean to say... I was not sure how we were going to use you when it came time to do more of the plowing later on in the season. Uh, yeah, yes, this feels like a good fit. Uh, yeah, this foot of mine makes experience? a better... This foot of mine makes a better walking stick than it does a pickaxe. Yes, that's, that's, that's definitely for sure. Um... All right, that's three. He requested four or five. Um, uh, anyone else interested in volunteering? Or he'll just come here and pick one or two more of you off that he feels might be fitting. This isn't really a democracy. I'm giving you the option right now to volunteer to maybe get out of your, maybe get out of your sentence a tad early. I am not afraid of the woods. Ah, yes, the barbarian. Um, What was it again? Wet is wet. Your, your, your name, um, Skysmer, Skismer, Skutsmer? Skistmer. Skistmer, yes, Skistmer. All, all right, all right. Um, yes, so, uh, you left your normal job today. Um, allegedly he'll be arriving sometime this evening or early morning, depending on what happens to his travels. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, you, you will pass along your names to him, and if you pass... Whatever strange inspection I'm sure he has planned, um, then you'll you'll be on your way. Your time on the farm will be done, and pending this, you will be free to go back to whatever lives you left before here. And if you wish to come back to the farm, it's just stage hands, uh, it's just um farm hands that could be arranged too, I assume. 
Don't do it, Stout. Does gentlemen give a time frame for the new sentence? It's a trip into Davakar, so it could be a couple weeks, it could be a couple days. Um, you all are familiar with Davakar, correct? The the, the forest to the north? I, I know most of you at least have heard some of the stories, but uh, some of you are kind of young. It's it, Obviously, we've, got, we've all been to the peripheral, we're kind of familiar with the peripheral of it, but... Uh, have any of you involved in stuff in treasure hunting before? This is obviously what this man's after. I've dabbled. Well, then you should know how this works. Uh, it's a large forest where strange things seem to happen. Um, if you can believe such things. Uh, elves are strange enough, I suppose. But uh, yes, uh, uh, kind of looks out the door at the rising sun. Uh, Finish your breakfasts. Uh, we have work to do in the fields. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, I'm sad to see four of you go, but I understand the interest in well, maybe getting off the farm. We think we've done a pretty good job of providing for you all, but I understand the interest in getting out of here a little bit earlier. Um, yes, I, I will alert you when Mister Geats arrives tomorrow, so that you can, for whatever inspection he has planned, he has a variety of notes here I don't quite understand. Uh, He's handling all the details. I don't even know. I, I, I'm amazed he even has the ability to, well, do this. This is very unusual for this whole situation. He kind of walks out of the barn muttering him to himself. And, yeah, it's a normal day on the farm prov. You kind of pulling rocks, moving stuff. Um, lots of fun, hard labor out in the sun. So let's talk about Ambria real quickly. So... Ambria, for despite its kind of weird adjacent relationship to Davakar, is the promised land for many of you. If you were unlucky enough to be part of the before times, the the wars and all that stuff, this place is almost a paradise. It's rich in minerals, rich in resources, it's good farming, it's a variety of things, and most importantly, the ground isn't blighted by a war with Dark Ones, or the Dark Lords kind of thing. And it's a place on the rise, for lack of a better phrase, especially in kind of the fantasy sense. Small farms are popping up, people are kind of striking it big, and when they get lucky... So you're kind of... It's probably not much around you, like the settlements are few and far between where they are, where they do exist, they're big. Like this farm might be the biggest thing for a day or two's ride in any direction kind of thing. Um, What, what tasks do you think each one of you has been assigned on the farm based on what your character is all about? Stout is definitely digging up and moving rocks and carrying them places. He's a tool just kind of digging with his hands. I think he would just dig with his hands, actually. Makes sense. <laughs> Strong enough, he doesn't even feel like he needs a shovel. Maybe yeah. sometimes if it's really tough, but... Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Is threshing an option? <laughs> Explain threshing, because maybe... Uh, isn't that like where you separate like the shaft of wheat from the, the oats? It's probably, probably it's probably the wrong season for that. Like that'd be a harvest thing. This is definitely kind of a springtime, early summer type of thing. You'd be planting more at this point. Okay, um, planting. I don't see uh, my character. He's not like you know a like a towering barbarian. He's svelte. Yeah. I don't see him being much used with rocks. I no mean, one's looking at him and going, that's a guy that can pull rocks out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, especially when you got an ogre. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's, 
divide the labor logically. So, yeah, well, and I guess like for reference, Stout's not even the only ogre on this. There's another ogre here. You're not the only kind of people here. You're just kind of you're a group of recent arrivals, kind of thing. There's a whole mix of people, for better or worse. The other, uh, yeah, the other ogre's name is Hall, for the record. And he's not even here. He's not even sure if he's actually there on a contract. He's just kind of there, as far as he remembers. He's like, yeah, I just kind of showed up here one day, and I guess I work here now. Honestly, Gorin's probably rearranging um, equipment in the barn or sharpening tools, repairing axe handles, that kind of stuff. Sure. Roa's really good with animals. Uh, Can easily make them their friend. Uh, So I see her basically being in charge of, like, taking care of, like, any kind of draft animal that are used to move the rocks and stuff. I mean, she may use witch powers on Whatever gets the job done. Quick question. For those of those people with magic, is that generally frowned upon to be using in public? So magic is weird inside of uh, uh, Sumbarim. So it's not magic in the way you think of magic in kind of a high fantasy type of setting. It's... It's less explained. There's no kind of like arcane ley lines you're tapping into. You're not tapping into like the weave or the reality of things. For better or worse, you are forcing your will upon the natural order and or nature. And it's frowned upon. Like this is a world with witch hunters, but also the same power that lets like sorcerers and witches and other people do their craft is the same power that lets the um the holy orders of this world do their thing as well uh, it's all kind of one in the same and we'll get into this as we kind of make more of a mechanic out of this but it's the whole concept of corruption so it's more forcing your will upon the reality of the world in that way has a tainting effect on your character it's less of a and that's the frowned upon part i guess like the whole the whole religious order, the prio stuff, the, the theurgy, theurgy, however you correctly pronounce it, they're kind of, they're masquerading as kind of the sun-worshipping religion, but they're doing kind of the exact same thing everyone else is doing, just dressing it up differently. You're still tapping into something that you kind of manipulate reality in ways that are inherently unnatural and a little bit damaging, but not necessarily frowned upon the most traditional sense. Do something evil with that magic, and yeah, people are going to frown on that, but also, people aren't looking for magic. It's a kind of somewhat rare thing to be able to do. Most people, when they have differences, kind of settle with fist and sword. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I put in reference, the fact that they're willing to let multiple, quote, magic users into just a farm as laborers should tell you kind of how weirded out they are by magic. Like, it happens, and it's rare, but it's also kind of a, yeah, they can do stuff, okay. (laughs) Again, like, remember, in the backdrop of all this, you have this massive war that happened with... uh, The the game never actually says what the Dark Lords were, but kind of just imagine the most evil, powerful necromancers you can. So, like, people are used to the idea of magic kind of thing. They just waged a war against armies of the dead driven by necromancers and stuff like that. So maybe they're not all fans of it, but they're not, like, going to be shocked. And it's like, oh, they did that? Okay, yeah, it's just, it's just magic. Things happen. And I guess kind of in that same vein of things, a lot of what people bring back from Davakar is 
inherently magical and that's kind of where this world blurs the line between it being high art or kind of pseudo technology and actual magical item or something like that like it's not really clear what it's doing all the time or how it's doing it because that knowledge has been lost to the people and that answer the question yep cool all right cool so day goes by nothing terrible happens to you um Towards the end of the evening, a man or a cart does indeed show up. It's uh, it's kind of a strange cart, though. It's it looks like it may have been a carriage at one point. Uh, kind of pulls up to the main farmhouse, goes inside. There's sounds of like a party of some kind coming from inside, and you all turn in for the night. Uh, you've all been kind of grouped together. You're getting to know each other at this point. You still kind of standoffish. How how are you treating the fact that you're the four that have gotten? Essentially, you're, you have a chance to leave early. You might have a chance to kind of get off the farm, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, my character is inherently not very talkative, so unless spoken to. So I would say just throwing that out there. Sure. <laughs> well, Corin's going to be boasting about it a little bit, I think. Running his mouth, maybe. Tell you what, I've never been cut out for a farm. Anything's better than this gig. Even if it's a longer sentence, I'm more cut out for wandering the forests than this. Did you say there was a party going on? So the house there kind of make it sound lively. Again, like it's a, it's a guest. There probably don't get a lot of guests out here. You're in the middle of nowhere. It's a farm. This guy has enough sway. He kind of showed up in his own carriage or carriage-looking cart, and he has enough sway with someone that he's capable of pulling four people out of the penal system to help him out. The theory got some weight. I belong in the woods. I am not made for your farm. Where, uh, where, where are you coming from? I waited to see who would volunteer. And when I saw it, it was the ogre who I like. And the changeling, who I like. So you're waiting to hear who is going to volunteer? Yes. And I saw it was the ogre, who I like. I trust the ogre. And the changeling, who I like. Oh, what are you trying to say? Well, I figured if they were going to be stuck with hobbles that I should also come, they need me. <laughs> uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Don't get us killed. Well, Stout would overhear that and kind of wander over. Usually he's ostracized by most people, so he kind of sticks to himself. But the fact that somebody said he likes him, he found that very intriguing. Do you know other ogres? Not really before this. But I figured that uh, it would be quite useful in Davokar. I was, of course, interested right away at the prospect of getting off the farm. I'm not made for farming. So I figured ogre, useful. Changeling, useful. I'll go with them. Well, I might be made for farming, but I don't really like it that much. You're not made for farming, Ogre. Well, I'm big, and I can dig. 
and I can carry stuff. This is true. However, you are a wild species, and you should be wild. Okay. I too should be wild. I don't belong in a farm. I don't belong in Umbrian servitude. It suits me not. And we'll chime in with, like, for some of you, this might be a pretty big speed up on the getting the hell out of your process, hypothetically. I mean, I did try to cut off some ice balls. Ow. Did you say that to the group? Yeah. <laughs> was that in character, or is that just weird takes? Yes, yeah, that's totally in character. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He had it coming. Did he? Did he deserve well, it? yeah. Of course he did. Then fine. Sometimes people deserve things that might seem unkind. Yeah, but nobody deserves this place. None of us. Yeah, so next morning the routine repeats itself. Uh, Velako's out there kind of waking everyone up, and this time he is joined by a man who you assume is the infamous Geats. So, uh, Geats is a strange fellow. Uh, looking at him, he's a little bit on the portly side, um, has the build of a wealthy man, uh, definitely. Uh, he's got that kind of pudge to him that's like, he's never gone hungry. He's always had enough money to get by and stuff like that. He's balding a little bit, on the shorter side, we'll call it like 5'4", 5'6", kind of thing, max. Um, bit of a smell to him that might be explained by the road. Anyone want to try and gleam something off his appearance that might not necessarily be overly obvious? With my vigilance? Yeah, uh, yeah cunning or vigilance, hypothetically. Yeah, I'll size him up. Oh, now i got to figure out if I'm modifying it, which I assume I'm not. You're not. What makes Simbrim a little bit different from other games is it's primarily D20-based. You're rolling under a D20. So all the characters have a... 5 to 15 score in the various attributes we're going to go through, and they're rolling to kind of get under that number. And there's obviously a range, it's an RPG kind of thing, so the you want to low, as roll as low as possible. So, of the three that rolled, it looks like um, uh, Skismer yeah. and Roa succeeded, correct? Yes. With a 3 out of 14 and a 2 out of 11, respectfully. And unfortunately, it looks like uh, stout. Yep. Gorin uh, rolled a 15 out of Sorry, 13. Gorin, my bad. Yep, yeah, Gorin did not. So, looking at this guy, it, it takes a second for the kind of you realize what's going on, but that's his clothing is nice, but a little bit worn, and not in a way that makes sense for travel. Like, he hasn't changed his clothing recently at all type of worn. And you're looking at this, and maybe like this whole kind of this bit of facade going on, maybe kind of thing. Like it's there's some telltale signs of yeah, he's still a heavier set man, but like there are like the early signs of having eaten kind of thing. He's going gaunt in a couple places where you kind of lose fat the fastest. Like it's not that he's just balding; it's a like kind of looks a little tad unkept for all of it. And that smell, yeah, it's just it's definitely travel smell, but it's also kind of a unwashed smell to that to it as well like again he's been roughing it for maybe a little bit longer than travel time would be do any of you have witch sight by any chance yes yes i do Do you want to fire that up yeah 
Let's see what kind of horrible things this guy's about. Yeah, so in the world of Sumbrum, everyone has what's referred to as a shadow. Everything that's living has a shadow, and it kind of gives you a little bit about a person. There's a variety of magic that revolves around swapping shadows and doing weird stuff. Oh, no, no roll for it, necessarily. Oh, okay, good, because I just rolled yeah. 20, man. I'm guessing. Yeah, no, no need to roll for which side. You kind of, it goes on or it doesn't. Um, if we're not in combat right now, it doesn't even give you a... Uh, you don't even take any uh, resolve damage for that, so or you don't take any corruption damage for that, so we'll deal with that later. So yeah, looking at this guy, he has, as you'd expect from kind of a more city-folk one, he's got kind of a coppery kind of... It's still... it's still fairly clean looking it's still relatively natural but there is kind of occasional patches of darkness to it that do indicate that this guy's maybe not a hundred percent on the level there's a little bit of slyness or kind of connivingness to him that you kind of see reflected as kind of his, his essence for lack of a better phrase like it's, it's definitely there it's not like full-on corruption but it is marks of something a little bit being off about this guy. And just for reference, the witch side's not necessarily a, a lie detector, it doesn't do that, but this guy's kind of his shadow's going through a very obvious change all of a sudden. He's literally shady. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, Roa, I'm not sure how tall Skomer is, but usually she has to bend down to talk to me. Uh, we'll basically just kind of bend over and go... Do not trust every word that comes from him. I will not. Noted. That seems like a regular rough around the edges traitor to me, but I'll take your word for it. Well, are you my four? Will you be yes. the ones venturing out into this into the forest for me? Yes, sir. Excellent, excellent. You will most definitely do. Kind of looks at uh, Gorn with the leg. Yes, you, you you will do. Um, come, I, I have equipment back at the cart. Um, through to pick. I've I've spared no expense in outfitting you with the best of wares. This is a small. This is a small matter. It's just a simple walking into the woods and walking out with something. I I have a map. I have I have guides. I have everything prepared. It will. This should this should go swimmingly. And kind of like gestures you along. He's very excited about this. He's very pleased with the four people that have been selected to be sent with him. And he does lead you to the cart. And he has a variety of weapons. They're not the best weapons, but they'll work. Uh, there's a couple kind of signs, maybe a little bit of age on a couple of them. What are people picking up for gear? Does he got a spear? Yep. Uh, yeah, I just automatically kind of grab that spear. And then look for any kind of armor that might be somewhat my size, if anything. He's got the basics. Yeah, nothing super fancy, but he's got the basics you can outfit yourself with. So, uh, should we assume that the... Because, obviously, during character creation, we chose weapons and stuff like that. Should we assume that this is where... Yeah, that's, that's, all that stuff is there. Okay, so we're collecting this from him. This is my way of explaining how the hell a bunch of prisoners got weaponry. <laughs> Skistmer uh, finds some light leather armor that's easy to move in, preferably dark in color, and then a good bow and a dagger and some arrows for that bow. 
Yeah, Goran grabs a crossbow, dagger, cane. Well, he probably had the cane with him on the farm. And some light armor as well. Stout looks around, has a hard time finding things that fit him initially, but does find some pieces of cloth that can resemble clothes and or armor to some degree. Finds a small shield and just picks up a big old hammer. Maybe it wasn't even supposed to be a weapon, but he's going to use it as one. Makes sense. Yeah, so he's kind of watching while he's very excited about this, very happy you're picking up the weapons. Don't uh, See? Good weapons. Good weapons. This, um, purely a precaution. Uh, no, nothing bad will happen. This should be an easy thing. Um, goes over, grabs some kind of paperwork-looking stuff, some parchment from the farmer, comes back. So, I suspect you have questions about uh, what will happen when we complete this job, yes? First off, what are we carrying out of the woods? In a short word, treasure. I do not know exactly what we are looking for, but I know it is there. I have a map. I have everything we need to find it. I even have an invitation, but more on that later. Uh, kind of looks at the farmer nervously. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, he's like, I'm not really trusting stuff around him necessarily. If you don't have any questions, we should be going. Uh, obviously, uh, you don't have to come back here. I have an arrangement with the guards at Thistlehold that they will stamp you out, so to speak. Um, you'll be marked free men. Are you some kind of duke or something? How do you have the authority to trade our sentences like that? I... It is simple business, really. I... People in the capital know people in the capital, and they exchange favors. I, I simply mentioned to a friend that I needed some men, and he recommended that maybe I could find someone on the farm here. Hey, I'm not complaining. I'm glad you did. Glad you did. Very lucky for us. Let's see. Well, uh, we can make a good start today if we get going now. Uh I don't suspect you have many many things to collect. Uh, if you do, now would be the time. Um, say goodbye to your loved ones, if you have any here. We don't. That is sad, I suppose, but you are criminals, are you not? Debatable. Yes, that is debatable, and the debate is that you are criminals. You are here because you... That is not important. That is not important. Uh... Yes, uh, if we are if we are good to go, we can depart. Kind of looks at the farmer, looks at all of you. Um, he's definitely he's nervous about all this. Kind of a little bit off, like there's an excitement, but also kind of. Heck, uh, give me a roll on this one, actually. Give me a vigilant. On it. Damn it! I rolled a nineteen out of fourteen. Goran rolled a six out of ten. Dude is. Nervous, like it's it's it's, it's it, he's masking with excitement and kind of like a little bit of boisterous, but like there's a nervousness to this guy. Like there's definitely something kind of off. He's looking around too much. He's kind of doing too much with his hands. It's you. You've all met people, maybe not met people, but kind of interacted with people indirectly, maybe that kind of have a conceivable level of stature compared to this guy and. This guy's jumpy. Like, there's definitely kind of something weird about all this. Now that you're closer to the cart, yeah, the cart definitely maybe used to at least partially be a carriage of some kind, but like it's been modified and it's again showing significant wear and tear. Not like damage wear and tear, but like higher use than 
would make sense based on context kind of thing. Again, like if this guy does indeed have the sway to basically kind of like transfer your senses into labor for him, that in theory takes some pull. Uh, but at the same time, like he's not dressed or the weapons weren't especially fancy. Like they're just gear. He's acting one way and everything about him is kind of presenting at not quite that. Not everything's adding up. Uh, well, uh, uh, Shelby. I do have a question. Uh, when you said to grab our gear on my sheet here, it just has like regular adventuring gear. Did you want us to mention that? No, yeah, he's probably he's probably providing all of that. He has no idea what you own, kind of thing. Think, uh, think of this more in the kind of context of this guy showing up and being like, uh, "Whatever you own." Not realizing you're all basically prisoners and you own nothing right now, for better or worse, kind of thing. You own literally the clothing you're wearing, probably, and not much more. Yeah, the guy doesn't know what he's doing. Like this is a weird situation for this guy. Well, somehow Gorin managed to smuggle a elemental essence potion or alchemy into the farm and has that with him. Yeah, you may have come with some stuff too. The farmer returns some kind of basic items you arrived with hypothetically. Again, like you're. The idea is that you were going to be released back into just doing whatever the hell you wanted once your time on the farm was up. So it would make sense if you ha- if you were arrested with certain items, you still have those certain items. I'm out of here. Bane. I would say goodbye to the, uh, the oxen that I've been working with this whole time. Any parting words to your oxen friend or nah? So do you uh, speak their tongue or something? No. Why would I speak their tongue? Well, it looks like you're communicating over there. Well, that's all I'm saying. Mutual understanding. Give respect, you get respect kind of thing. Fair enough, fair enough. Law of the universe. Exactly. If only more people understood this. Well, it's good to be off of the farm, but I would keep our wits about us. Oh, most definitely. Is this guy leading us somewhere? You're just kind of you're kind of just around his cart at this point. Again, like it's not much around to lead you to. He's led you to the cart that's kind of parked by the main farmhouse. But yeah, there's not much around. There's like a farm building. There's some fields. There's yeah. There's nowhere really to lead you to in theory. I'm ready to go. Anybody else? Yeah, let's get this show on the road. All right, so you all kind of pack up. You got in the cart. Um, yeah, again, like it's whatever this cart's being used for now. It's not the original purpose. There's a little bit too much seating. Parts of it are kind of hard construction versus a soft, kind of typical, like tenant cart construction of some kind. And it moves well. It's got some little. It rides like it's been used a little bit too much. But yeah, so you depart. Um, again, he seems nervous and kind of excited, and you're you're traveling. Nothing bad happens. You're kind of passing through the uh, the countryside that surrounded the farm, and it's just kind of field upon field of plains and kind of badlands. It's it's nice wilderness. It's not the woods, but it's nothing terrible. Ambria is a beautiful country if you're into that kind of wide-open scenic look for the most part. Try traveling sounds for a little while, so the guy's just trying to put some distance between him and the farm. But she turns to you. All right, so we're going on a treasure hunt. I suspect you guessed that already because, uh, well, Davakar means treasure, but uh, 
you've all been hired, I guess, contracted. I think that's what the correct term for your whole situation is to be treasure hunters. Um, I don't want to say back at the farm because, you know, people are listening and everyone wants to kind of make it big, but I recently acquired a map to a feasting hall not that far into Davakar. As far as I know, no one has found yet. And before you ask, yes, he doesn't have an accent anymore. A feasting hall? That's what I found. That's what I believe it to be, at least. So, what do you know about Davakar? The people that lived in Davakar before it became Davakar. Obviously, it was centuries ago, and we're busy picking the bones of their ruins and stuff like that. But what do you know about the Simbrim Empire that existed in the forest allegedly beforehand? Goran could probably give a smart, smart answer, but what would Goran say? <laughs> uh, it's not a lot's known, actually, kind of thing. Like, what people, like, all the people know is that they were ahead of everything that exists right now, culturally, artistically, magically, medically, like every E you could apply to something in a progressive and useful way. They were ahead and then they just kind of ceased to be or collapsed in on themselves. And he's right. Like a lot of what's going on right now is the raiding of various kind of abandoned ruins or occasional still standing like castles or towns that the forest just swallowed up. And it's conceivable that like, yeah, he may have indeed found some type of hall of some kind out in Davakar that he thinks contains who knows what. But, yeah, this is not the strangest thing you've heard by any measure. This is a forest where kind of you come across just strange ruins. Not all the goddamn time, but the ruins, when you do find them, are definitely strange and maybe not obviously understood. Listen, I've been in Davikar a few times, and all I'll say is anybody who thinks they know a lot about it doesn't know enough. Dangerous place out there. They had more going on than, than we do, that's for sure. And normally I would agree with you, Davakar is a terrifying place for someone like myself, but I am in possession of a rarity in this age. Uh, th- through a former acquaintance, we'll say, I managed to acquire a map, and this map was found by a previous expedition crew like yourself. They brought back a variety of documents, what they believe was like a, a library in some kind of grand castle or structure of some kind. It's not really clear what exactly it was, but they found a collection of books and scrolls and writings that I am confident I have translated to a feasting hall, and I have almost the exact location. It will be about five or six days of a hike into the forest, and and it should be right there. And uh, based on kind of the evidence I found supporting this location, I believe that it will have riches enough that uh, normally you would not be entitled to any given your current contracted standing. But I'm willing to give you all a small share of whatever you find to compensate. It only feels fair. You're helping me get this treasure out. There's a normal treasure hunter fee. Sound reasonable? Why did you change your accent? People expect the nobility to sound a certain way, especially this far out from the capital. Um, 
I found it useful to meet some of those expectations, given my recent turn of luck. So you're not actually a noble, I take it. No, no, I, I'm indeed a noble, uh, fresh from court, if you will. Uh, uh, I have recently found myself in a bit of a, a financial situation. Um, I suspect, like some of you, I uh, found myself owing more people money than I currently had access to. Uh, my, my family moved over as part of the Great Migration to these lands, and we have done well, but due to some poor investments on my part, other expeditions, if you will, into the forest, I, I find myself in need of... Um, this treasure to pay off some of those debts. Um, when those debts are settled, I'll be able to return to court with my, help, with my head held high and my reputation restored. I, I suspect at least one of you has a similar story to that. Honestly, I can relate, and I'll just say you're lucky you didn't end up stacking burlap in a hot barn in July. Yes, I, I, I suppose. Um, is that how you find yourself on the farm? Are you also a unlucky investor? Exactly. You know, it's amazing in this uh, government. Someone who tries to cut off a guy's balls and somebody who can't pay back a loan ends up at the same sentence. I'm I'm sorry, what? The ogre tried to cut off someone's balls? Oh no, not the ogre. Kind of looks around. The barbarian? Debatable. You don't possibly mean the changeling, do you? And what about it? He had it coming. I have shifts uncomfortably at this. Well, then, I seem to have uh, found myself employing some um, very capable individuals. Uh, I feel as though I'm getting more than I initially uh, paid for. E- excellent. Um, ah, uh, yes. Um, I should probably focus on the road now. Uh, you, you know how the road changes. The road ahead of you is just a straight shot for as far as you can see kind of thing. Um, uh, can't be too careful, you know. Um, our, our next destination is uh, Thistlehold, where you'll depart from there into the woods. Uh, it's about a four- or five-day trip. Um, we should, we're making good time so far. Uh, that, that, yes, this whole conversation has made him realize who exactly he's dealing with in this situation and that he's quite possibly a tad over his head. I do ask at this point, so will you be joining us during this expedition, or will you just be providing the information? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, y- your purpose is to go into the forest for me. Um, a-, a-, a man of my um, breeding and stature and lineage... Um, cannot risk ending his line prematurely by venturing recklessly into the woods. I will stay in Thistlehold, as many great organizers of treasure expeditions have done before, and you will have the chance to venture forth and return with a bounty. Sounds good. Yes, I thought so. Um, Why risk my neck when, well, obviously much more experienced people can traverse the forest for me. Um, kind of cracks the reins on the cart a little bit more, picks up a little bit of speed. Yeah, some time passes. Um, 
That's pretty boring in the amber, in the amber countryside. You maybe see some kind of animals off in the distance, but nothing gets too close. Uh, move at a pretty good pace. Sun sets. You make camp for the night. He is going to sleep inside the cart, and the rest of you have kind of been given bedding for the ground inside that around it. Uh, so I'll stay in here, obviously, um, and you can sleep around here uh, if something bad happens. Um, I suspect you're more than capable of defending the cart, yes? Yeah. I am, and we have an ogre. Yes, yes, we do. Oh, I'm so happy he's here, too. Uh, if something bad happens, you can help me fix the cart. Uh, getting these wheels back on by yourself is a is a task. Uh, one of my <laughs> st- stature isn't uh, really equipped to handle. Out just chuckles. Should we organize a, a watch? I, if you feel you need to, um, I've had n- no need for. I kind of looks around. I don't see any place that bandits could get to us. Uh, this isn't bandit country, is it? Um, There's no uh, reason for bandits to be out here. Uh, d- d- do as you will, I suppose. Uh, you, you are the experts. It's what I um, contracted you for. We can set a watch. It's fine. Uh, very good, very good. Um, kind of like climbs up into the cart. Well, um, I'll be in here if you need me, and uh, please don't need me. We'll start back up in the morning. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, excellent first day, everyone. Um, good, good, good progress. And kind of like does something to kind of barricade off the entrance of the cart necessarily. See some glow, some candlelight from inside, or something like that. Yeah, so you're kind of pseudo free. You're off the farm. Your contract to this bad liar of an individual, if you will. Um, what's going through everyone's head at this point? I'm just hoping we survive this adventure. Stout lives in the moment. He's just wondering if there's any dinner. So, you have not been provided with anything, but I think a couple of you have bushcraft, do you not? I do, yeah. Yeah. Want to try and rustle up some grub for them, or now? Sure. Yeah. How do I go about doing that? All right, so there should be a roll attached to it. I believe it's vigilance. So let's see a vigilant roll. 12 out of 14 success. Yeah, so you spend some time and you find kind of maybe not meat, but a variety of kind of edible vegetables or kind of ground tubers and stuff and some mushrooms. You're not eating well, but it's definitely food. Enough for everyone to feel like they've eaten a meal at least. Maybe you miss the food at the farm a little bit. Maybe you don't, depending on your kind of your thoughts on the cheap, uh, mass-produced kind of gravy soup you've probably been living off of for quite a few weeks at this point. Yeah. But you're out. You're under the sky. There's nothing kind of around you for many miles or kilometers. Maybe you want to measure that. Uh, the wind probably blows through there nicely. Uh, yeah, you're... This is the freest you've been since you arrived on the farm, probably. Yeah.